wanted to ask you, I thought we had a really good client call the other day and I got to uh, sort of be mentored by you in that call. And I thought there were some things, you know, sort of I learned from you this week that I would love um, you to share in a broader way. So, you know, we're in the first quarter of 2024 and this is a time of year where people do, you know, they've just wrapped up the previous business year. They're thinking about the year ahead. So they're looking at their goals. They're thinking about their business. Just naturally this happens, you know, sort of at this time of year, but also like in the current business environment, um, you know, I was reflecting on that and thinking that the way people think about their business and the numbers and the health of their business matters even more today. Would you, would you agree? Yes, for sure. People have to have a really good understanding of their business goals, but also like how those goals really work, meaning what it really takes to make those goals happen. And, um, and that's something that um, is so important because biz in business today, you have to be more strategic than ever. And what I mean by that is that it's no longer, uh, you're no longer able to just do things more efficiently, be more organized, learn new skills, et cetera, like get more uh, resources. Like we were tapped out on that. So, and how that shows up is that people are often saying like, my gosh, we have to do more and more with less and less resources, less and less time, you know, less and less people. Um, and that is not going to change in the world, unfortunately. Yeah. Like that's a trend that is, uh, you know, kind of the nature of business. It just keeps going on. So the only way to do better then in that is to be thinking more strategically and, and almost like making decisions about, well, what are we really going to focus on and what's changed and what might we be able to actually like, you know, take off the schedule or um, not worry about doing it super well because we're going to do this other thing super well. Oh and yeah, Annie, I definitely want you to talk about that because that actually came up with me with someone this morning of in entrepreneurial businesses, and sorry for interrupting, but this is just such a nugget. I don't even want to wait, but like you taught me, I think in the beginning of working with you, um, a new way to think about how when good enough needs to be good enough. Yeah. Because in entrepreneurial businesses, by our very nature, we're always doing as much as we possibly can with, with not enough resources, right? Yes. And so yes. we have to get comfortable with this level of it really is good enough that I, I can speak from my own personal experience is uncomfortable if you're yes. someone who is a high performer and wants to do well and you know there's another level of good available but it's really not because of the business. So could you talk a little bit yeah. about that in this picture too? Yes, for sure. Yes. So <clears throat> let's say um, that uh, you're a, um, uh, a book publisher. Okay. Let's say you're a book publisher and you're going to publish a lot of books uh, and 
you know that some of the books are going to be like awesome and knock it out of the park. Okay. Mm -hmm. And some of the books are going to be, uh, you know, solid kind of middle of the road. Some of the books are going to be brand new authors that maybe you've, we don't even know how they'll do. Some will do great and some will do, you know, not, not nearly as much. You might have even a few tank. Okay. <laughs> if we treat all of those books the same. Like we, the blockbuster level. Yes, exactly. Yeah. If we treat them all like they're a blockbuster, we are not going to have anywhere near enough resources to do everything. And we are going to overinvest in the books that are, you know, not terribly, you know, not critical for our success this year. And we're going to underinvest in the ones that are. So the problem is not just that, you know, we have some that we have to, um, uh, you know, not in, not invest as much, not take it to as high a quality level because we need that for the other ones. Mm -hmm. Like it's, that is something I think that is hard for all high performers because it feels uncomfortable. It feels like we're doing something wrong. It feels like, you know, if I don't uh, make sure this uh, plot line is perfect in this book, that, you know, that I will have done kind of a poor job Maybe I'll get not that great a reputation even, like maybe the author won't be happy with me, et cetera. And, um, and what we have to instead, why we need to know, and this is kind of bringing it back to the original point, why we need to know what that book means to the big picture yeah. is because then we can actually set the standard of what success looks like. Okay. Because success in the quality level, I'll just call it that for a moment. Okay. What is successful quality for a book that's going to sell 2000 units versus a book that's going to sell, you know, 500,000 units is completely different. It's just yeah. different. And so, you know, so let's say we don't use, you know, as quality paper or something, because we want to keep the paper costs down. Let's say that the design in the book is not as, you know, fancy schmancy as some other books that we didn't take the time to look for, you know, tons of four color photos or five color photos or whatever that is, you know, yeah. that, that, um, that we instead for that kind of book, it's like, it's a success if it sells its 2000 units. And if people are overall happy with the story. Right, right. You yeah. know, and even if it doesn't have all the great extras in it, it still has the opportunity to catch fire based on the, you know, the, the, uh, the meat of it, the most essential part. But the without, main yes, the main content, but without over-investing. So the thing is, is if we treat that like, you know, like a blockbuster book, we're going to be in trouble because then we actually won't have time to invest or the resources to invest in the blockbuster book that actually does need those things. Yeah. I, I'm thinking of um, uh, Brene Brown's latest book. Uh, I forgot what it's called. 
not oh. Atlas of the Heart, but another one or? No, Atlas of the Heart. That is what it's called. Yeah, Atlas, Atlas of, of the Heart. heart was her, okay. yeah, like, right. anything. So Atlas of the Heart is a gorgeous book. Yeah. Right. Like the graphics are stunning. The cover is amazing. The, the way it's laid out, all the, you know, all the text is like perfectly edited. It's amazing. And as Brene Brown has gone along, we as the reader have our, our natural expectations go up. Yes. So success looks like that for a book like hers that is such a big deal. But her first book was whatever came before Daring Greatly. That book, if you look back at that book, that book is like, oh my gosh, comparing those books today, you'd be like, oh my gosh, like that doesn't really look like in anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, and you know, if they were probably to look at it, she'd be like, oh, that, and, and her yes. team, like, oh, that's kind of embarrassing. We wouldn't do that exactly. like that today. We'd but never do that today. That book was perfect at that time for where she was and it was successful. And we have oh, to birth that thing so that, you know, the next levels and totally. the next come, right? Totally. And so when, you know, when you're doing a book for a new author and, and the, and the um, estimates are kind of low for what you think the book will do, like you can't overinvest. It's just, it leaves everybody in a terrible position. And yeah, so. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So, yeah, so, 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 so when we are looking at our own schedule, so let's say you're working at this book publisher and you've got, you know, you've got a bunch of books on your plate. The first thing that you really need to know, and this is, again, kind of going back to the original um, thing here of, do you know your goals? Do you know your numbers? Do you know how things fit? Because when you look at your own projects, you need to be able to discern, like, what's a really big deal? What needs the most investment? What is critical for our business success? Right. Versus where do I need to make sure to deliver, but not over deliver? As team members, we often get in this predicament and I want to make sure that people really see it and try to apply it to whatever their role is because I think of kind of what you're talking about with the business picture then we everyone in the business always has to mature to the next level of how we hold things and how we think about things so with the smaller scale book in your example that's not going to make a lot of money that's kind of be going to be maybe if something changes along the way and I need more time and resources for the big book, but I can't actually get them any other way, then I would be bringing up to my supervisor, hey, can we push out the pub date of the little book? Because we really got to give more resources to have the blockbuster uh, hit, for example. Yes. So. I have to grow up if I'm the team member in how I yes. think about that. So I know even what to bring forward. And also I know That's that right. the, the higher levels in the organization, they also have, it's an advanced business level to not think like, no, you just have to do, we have to do all of it. Right. We just have to, we have to do all of yes. it, right? This is an advanced 
a business skill to really be able to, to think about these things in this nuanced way. Yes, exactly. And I think nuance is actually a pretty good word for it because it's like, you can't just know like one piece of data, like you need to know the full picture. So it's kind of like, you know, what does this book really mean? Um, to the, to the, to the success this year, what does it mean, uh, for our performance for the author who we want to keep for the following years? What, um, you know, what does it mean for the whole category that we're in? Right? Like, is it important for our reputation as a publisher? Like we need to know all the nuances so that we can have good decision-making because when we don't know enough of the, the context, the data, how things fit together, when we don't know enough, that's when it happens for um, making decisions based on emotional stuff. Something like, you know what, we, we really believe in this author and we really want them to be successful. And by the way, they're calling me every day and they want us to, you know, spend more time on the book. And if I don't have kind of a concrete sense of holding the line on what success really looks like with that book, I'm too easily swayed. And then I will overspend time on that book and then short shrift my other book because I literally don't even have the time anymore. So, you know, it's like we, we want to know those, those numbers, how it all works so that we can lay out um, ourselves. Because remember, we're a resource. That's what we are. So, you know, so if I've got, if I'm working on three books at the same time right now, I'm probably going to need to calendar, you know, I have two on this day, I have, you know, two hours on this book, and then I have the other four on this other book. And then the next day I have six hours on the other book, and then eight hours on it's, it's like we have to lay out our own time and focus based on the, uh, what those books really need to hit the goals. Yeah. And not just wing that part, not just think, well, you know, I'll probably, you know, I think this blockbuster book is, is in pretty good shape. I probably won't need that much time. It's like, it won't happen that way. If you take the time away from it, it is going to suffer. And I think, as I mentioned to you earlier this week, that people know when they have stuff on their plate they're not getting to. So, and, and that causes stress and it kind of drains your energy anyway. So uh, in, in a way, this other level of business maturity too is really, really thinking realistically. As you said, you're a resource and like thinking realistically about that and then you're learning how to keep doing that at the next level with other people as well, when you're looking at the business numbers and the business picture. And then yes. we're also saying to our audience today that if you're worried about what may happen in 2024, 2025, because the market, the environment seems uh, a little more uncertain, what knowing your numbers and knowing what that means and knowing how to resource yourself and your team really is uh, a number one focus. I don't know if you would say it's the number one, but yes. very, very important. Yes. I think it's, um, I think it's number two, very quickly behind number one, because it's like, you need your big goals, right? And that always is, 
you know, number one in business is what are you going for? Like that's the, because that's, that's how business works. Business is a game of achieving goals. That's what it is. You know, it needs all kinds of other things to work. Um, but we, you know, we don't even know how to win if we don't establish some goals. And then what comes right on the heels of that is resources. So how are we going to get those goals? And those two have to match. And entrepreneurs are notorious for giant goals, <laughs> you know, on, um, on, on very small resources. And, you know, and in the earliest days, it maybe doesn't matter so much, especially if you're doing everything, because you're just going to disappoint yourself. That's not that big a deal. Okay. But once you have team, if you don't have realistic goals, I would say, you know, they don't have to be like easy goals, but it's more like that there's a chance to achieve them. You need that because without that, um, you can't allocate resources. You literally are looking at a picture of like, well, we'll never do all of this. So maybe we'll just do our best. And that just doesn't work. You, you literally have to say, you know, hey, you're working on this project during this week and this other project during the next week. You can't just say you have five projects, you know, get them all done by the end of, of, uh, of the month. It's like, you know, even if, even if your boss says that to you, you have to plan out your weeks. Yes. And thinking about it this way, you know, Annie, thank you for your time. And I want to wrap this up today for yeah. like the people, everyone who might be listening and have you ask us more questions in the comments uh, so we can get Annie to share more with you about business thinking. Um, but these, these key things definitely are the up level and having clear goals and then knowing how to resource those goals is way different than I thought like the last thing that you were describing, if we don't have that, it's more business through wishful thinking, you know, yes. and, and happy visioning, but not, you know, reality. And we want you to be grounded in reality so you can succeed. Yes. So you can succeed. So you can actually, you know, get the, get the good results. It's, um, you know, it can, I, I know that for entrepreneurs and business leaders too, it can feel bad to, to lower your goals up front to kind of say, oh, now that I'm looking at the resources and the goals, I know I have to adjust the goals down a bit. Um, okay. But what we, what we want you to know is that if you don't do that, you have no chance of hitting any goals. Like it just your year easily becomes a full flop instead of starting out with some, you know, re realistic enough goals that you have a chance of, of getting and even exceeding. So it's like to not feel bad now, if you keep those goals too high, you protect yourself from feeling bad right now, but you set yourself up for failure. Mm hmm. Instead, we want you to learn how to, you know, manage your emotions to, 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 to be a real business leader who actually can, you know, put their, put their resources towards their goals, kind of match them up good enough. We, we, we need that so that everybody can be successful. So your team can be successful too, because 
you know, if you don't hit the goals, the team takes it harder than you do, actually. I'm not sure entrepreneurs really know that, but they do. Because they their their whole job is committed to reaching goals. Yeah, great topic today. Thank you. Well, thank you, Danny. What's your leadership superpower? Visit leadingedgeteams.com slash quiz to take our leadership assessment quiz and find out.